Hello, this podcast is about job opportunities, automation and talent. Even before the coronavirus pandemic, contracts and commercial practitioners were feeling quite divided over how much they enjoyed their work. Many were concerned about a perceived lack of career opportunities, the potential impact of automation, and low levels of investment in developing talent. Today, we're going to explore the divergent views that exist in the CCM community from those who love the job to those who can't wait to leave. Who's right? What is the state of job opportunities, the impact from new levels of automation, and the need to develop fresh skills and talent? Yes, Tim, let's start with those who are enjoying their work and feeling motivated. What is it that they like about their role? Well, challenging work is one. These are people who want to avoid humdrum, repetitive tasks. They like to explore, to be personally challenged by dealing with the unfamiliar. Perhaps it is facing new requirements, developing new commercial offerings or contract terms, working with cross-functional teams to meet tight deadlines, dealing with demanding customers, or creating new capabilities with suppliers. They also like diversity of activities, problem solving. These people don't just like challenge for the sake of challenge. They're excited by the diversity of the situations they face and the people they work with. Their real motivation comes from being able to show value. Not only do they grasp problems, but they find answers to them. That is how they gain acknowledgement and find themselves included. This group does not complain about being involved too late. People seek them out for their advice, guidance and expertise. And it's also not surprising that this end of the spectrum likes flexibility. They welcome time with colleagues, but also enjoy opportunities to be elsewhere and to have control over their time and agenda. Company culture is also an important aspect. These people have taken control of their destiny. They are valued and therefore not willing to stay in places where they dislike the culture. Maybe it's the ethical standards or the way people are treated or a lack of trust or resistance to new ideas. Whatever the reason, the wrong culture is ultimately demotivating and will never bring out the best in anyone. And then there's continuous learning. Again, at this end of the spectrum, individuals rarely complain about a lack of opportunity to learn. The fact they are performing challenging and diverse work, interacting with new and different people, means that every day is a learning opportunity. And where they feel they have gaps, they see it as their job to fill them. They typically have strong networks. They have outreach well beyond the boundaries of their organization or corporation because they know this is a source of strength, value, and indeed future career opportunities. Let's look at the other end of the spectrum where there's a big number of people who are far less happy, who mostly want to escape, either moving to a different role and career path or moving to a new company. How is it that they see things? 
Well, their perception is they have a lot of administrative tasks. They feel their role is repetitive. It's often mundane, that it's fixing things other people either don't want to do or feel too important to do. So while these people are often very busy and very conscientious, they find it hard to be motivated by their work. That translates also into a lack of recognition. It's hardly surprising that administrative activities gain little recognition. They are, after all, mundane tasks. That doesn't mean they're not important, and it doesn't mean that they don't need quality work. But ultimately, they're basic plumbing jobs. They're only missed when they're not working. And of course, these are exactly the roles which will be replaced by automation or lower cost labor. This group also is concerned about unclear roles. It's a sure sign of insecurity when people are complaining that roles are unclear. Is it that people are encroaching on your job or perhaps that they're expecting you to do things they should have done themselves? Any organization will have some tensions over where the boundaries sit, but this tends to be an issue mostly in environments where people feel their activities have limited value or where a wider issue of organizational failure turns into infighting of blame, where people become defensive. Company culture is also a big issue here, and it's no surprise that all of the preceding symptoms typically link to a dislike of company culture and can often lead to a sense of hopelessness. I want to move, I want to escape, but I'm trapped. Then there's a failure to invest in people. Again, it's perhaps inevitable that overall dissatisfaction translates into blaming the company or the organization for its failure to help to create opportunities. But creating opportunities to move on depends on taking personal responsibility, being able to demonstrate the determination to equip yourself for bigger and better things. If you aren't ready to invest in yourself, why should others do so? An investment doesn't necessarily mean money. It means time, time to read, to build a network, to participate in online learning. There are so many options that there truly is no excuse. Of course, Tim, there are many people somewhere in the middle, loving parts of their job, but disliking others. But the key point here is that we are not powerless to make change happen. And in fact, change will happen anyway. It is just a matter of whether we want to exercise some control or simply sit back and let it happen, no matter what it brings. Yes, Paulie, you're right. It's clear that COVID-19 will have a big impact on the workplace. Already there's increased pressure to drive up efficiency and that will largely be achieved through accelerating automation and digitization. That means fewer administrative jobs, less people whose role is simply oiling the machine. Where those roles survive, it's likely to be temporary and they may well be outsourced or moved to low-cost jurisdictions. That is certainly what our surveys and executive roundtables are telling us. And of course, we only need to read the news to see this is already happening. 
When it comes to our field of interest, the pandemic revealed the innate inefficiencies of today's contracting, legal and procurement processes. The absence of good data, the lack of clarity over roles and responsibilities, the fragmentation between groups and functions. The contracting life cycle is a prime candidate for executive focus because in far too many cases, it is not delivering the innovation needed. It is not creative and it is not yielding measurable value. Yeah, we also saw the polar opposite of this. The pandemic served to prove the importance of people who react fast, deliver new ideas, bring a can-do attitude to high-performing teams and exercise sound judgment around the art of the possible. The ICCM task program has featured some of those amazing and uplifting success stories where commercial teams and ICCM members have shown real leadership and continue to be at the heart of their business, managing through these uncertain times. These are the people who get noticed, who truly are problem solvers, and will therefore be at the heart of the business recovery agenda. While inefficiency will be rooted out, those who deliver added value and support growth will be prized and rewarded. Reflecting on all of these points, Tim, this task programme actually does cover all the bases for future success. It deals with developing communication skills, undertaking virtual negotiations, building networks, assessing and managing risks, delivering innovation and improvement, and the all-important taking personal responsibility for knowledge development. And I guess that brings us to the key questions each of us needs to answer. Are the changes going on around us a threat or an opportunity? The answer to that depends on how we see our world and our purpose, how we gain job satisfaction. Each of us must ask ourselves where we sit on the spectrum and then honestly examine why that might be. Are we just fixing issues related to operational inefficiencies or bringing true added value? If it's the former, what are we going to do to shift to the latter? <laughs> 